0: Five, six, seven,
1: eight. Hello, our stagey friends! Happy September, everyone! The past few weeks have been absolutely bonkers bananas, both in the theater world and in our personal lives, so this episode is a tad delayed, but we still really wanted to bring you a very exciting September update episode because a lot is coming up this month.
0: Yeah, should we talk a little bit about
1: what's going on in our lives? Then move on to uh, what happened in August. Yes. So I have a cat occupying my bedroom currently. It's not my cat. No. It's
0: my cat.
1: <laughs> I have never owned a cat before. I have two dogs. Yeah, she has two dogs, and <laughs> and now a cat who is on my lap currently. So you might hear her purring throughout this episode. Please forgive me, but you should be grateful because she's pretty darn cute. Hi,
0: Scout. Uh, hey Chrissy um mm. what's a cat's favorite book
1: I don't know what is a cat's favorite book
0: <laughs> to kill a mockingbird
1: the cat is called Scout yes That's how and she got her name here's out. how it all happened
0: <laughs> well it's a really kind of crazy story that goes back to like April which is insane um but essentially there was a stray cat in April who was hanging around our house and uh, we didn't really know if she had She had the sweetest little personality, so we kind of started feeding her because she looked skinny, and uh, she would just follow my dad around all day outside, and we liked to go out, and we'd feed her in the morning, and we'd pet her and play with her, and we kind of just, like, fell in love with this cat. So, of course, we posted in all of, like, the Facebook groups and online and, like, talked to neighbors, like, hey, have you seen this cat? Like, does she belong to anybody? And we never really heard back. So between April and June, we hung out with her outside and then we we're going to take her to the vet, make sure she doesn't have fleas and all that sort of stuff. And then we brought her inside. So she was allowed in the house to come in and play and we would nap and we would, she liked to watch the hockey games, actually. And uh, eventually we decided that, we yes, we were going to adopt her because we hadn't heard from anybody else about a family. So we took her to get spayed and microchipped at the vet, which, Scout, that's mm. going to happen to you soon. You're going to hate me. Ooh. Watch it. <laughs> and um, anyway, we took her to get spayed and they're like, um, she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and she's due next week. Mm. And she's having three babies. And we were like, uh, okay. Because <gasps> at this point, she's really been like an outside cat. She like just comes in to like hang out with us, right? And we're like. Okay, that's we're going from one cat to four. That's that's a big commitment. So we went to Petsmart and we got a litter box and we brought her inside and we went through all of her um nighttime. If you've ever owned a cat, you know
1: what I'm talking I know. about. I do know. And um <laughs> I, I'm aware. Thank you though.
0: And anyway, uh she went into labor. Her labor paused. And so I was calling the emergency vet, and eventually we had to take her for an emergency C-section to make sure that she would survive and the babies would survive. And they did. And so we had about a week where we had these beautiful little babies, and we had our little buddy, and we were like, okay, this is, like, we can do it. Um, And then her owners kind of showed up out of nowhere. I guess they'd seen a post my mom had made on Facebook in, like, May. and called us the first week of July like, hey, think that's our cat. Um and it did end up being their cat. So um crazy. Yeah, so Buddy and the kittens went to live with them. And then they moved out west. So um I was kitty catless.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's so crazy and I'll get to this in a moment, but basically Jocelyn and I we we very much we believe in fate ish. And signs and and all that universe cuckoo great stuff that, (laughs) you know. Anyways, and the whole time I just had this feeling about Buddy. And I was like, trying to give her advice without being like, hey, this feels like a really, really bad idea for some reason. And I was like, careful with all the money you're putting into this right now. And just like things like that. Because I was like, this is like there's something weird about this cat just showing up and being pregnant and all these things that had to come out of it with the vet and such. And then when the cat was taken away, I was like, oh my God, my poor friend just put in so much love and money into this cat. And now this is happening.
0: Yeah. I mean, not gonna lie. That was rough. We all kind of got a little more yeah then we should have but uh, the way it turned out is that buddy's family um they may not have been able to afford the emergency surgery that she needed so you know the good part to take away is that we saved four lives four little kitty cat lives so like if you multiply it by nine like that's that's 36 uh, you know, it's a lot of lives. We don't really feel like the hit of the money when it comes to like you know that sort of thing. It was the right thing to do, uh, but yeah, we we still miss her. Totally. We still miss her.
1: And that being said, now the story gets happy because I we believe so much in like these weird signs and such. My cousin um, showed up at the front of my house with two cats in a box and. As I stared into the eyes of this four-month-old kitten that needed a home, it just felt like it was meant to be Jocelyn's cat. So, yeah, now I have a cat for my best friend who lives five hours away and will be picking her up very shortly.
0: Yeah, I'm coming to get you, Scout. (laughs) Mummy's coming.
1: Yay! Uh,
0: Because Auntie Chrissy (laughs) has spoiled her ridiculously. Oh,
1: my God. She Um, (laughs) is a wonderful little cat, but boy... When she wants to keep me up at night, she will keep me up at night. And I am exhausted. <laughs> you give her treats to shut up and she's learned that. <laughs> this is true. I do think I deserve a middle name slot. I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. Well, so Chrissy, I would be with you on the middle name slot if you didn't give her three different first names already.
1: Listen. She's going
0: to come out stupid. Listen.
1: I've been trying little things. For fun because i think she's so majestical she deserves like this really grand crazy name so i just I, well in the musical theater universe i come up with some names so like valkyrie is like magnificent or um <laughs> sloan basically she's come up with two bad out of hell themed <laughs> names for the cat which my and parents Rose. Main,
0: my parents main thing with the cat well I had to do a lot of convincing um, because I live at home and I was like they said you know you, like you can't name it anything stupid we're not gonna stand on the porch calling Valkyrie come in uh, I wanted to name her Frances
1: originally so yes because I was like oh my god call her baby and then it turned into what well, we
0: would call <laughs> Frances baby <House. laughs> I thought it was genius because I'm still I still <laughs> I call her, her baby too. all the time and I'm like well Exactly. Anyway, Scout was settled on and it was agreed on by 3 out of 4 members of my family. So um
1: yeah.
0: and it's still a stagey name. Yeah, yeah, I mean To Kill a Mockingbird has been adapted on stage many times. It was the first play staple. I saw on the Broadway. Um I-, I don't know. She seems like a scout. She's always scouting out opportunities
1: for trouble. Um yeah, she's currently trying to uh scout her way under my cabinet i'm a little worried it's okay they always come out they
0: like to be under but they always come out she would be coaxed with treats Uh, this is true (laughs) so it's kind of been funny because in the last year i've been doing a lot of research on cat behavior and i've read a lot of cat books and so then there's chrissy who's only on dogs her whole life so she's like um is this normal (laughs) and i'm like yeah yeah it's fine and we
1: actually recently figured she is teething, and um, my arm is her teething toy. Yeah, we're going to change that up. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you
1: try the sock with ice in it yet? Not yet. You know, I, I don't mind because she'll, like, not really bite down on my arm and leg and my elbow. She loves elbows, which is very odd. And kneecaps. Kneecaps is the first. Oh, my God that she was like this is great for me this is good for my teething and I was like please stop I need my kneecaps um that being said no I have not tried any other tools if you if you all like have a teething tool for cats let us know what works for your cat cats plural um Thankfully I just have the one. Yeah, and um it's just gonna be
0: one more week. So when she comes back here, we're gonna be kicking that in the butt. It's like you know, it's like what they say with oh, yes. training dogs. If it's cute when they're four pounds, it's not gonna be cute when they're forty
1: pounds. And it is really cute because then she just gives me a lot of kisses, which I I knew cats gave kisses and I knew um, it would feel like sandpaper, but boy, does it really feel like sandpaper. She just thinks you're
0: dirty. She's trying to help you clean. She's like, well, you I, might have a spot, I shower.
1: <laughs> I do shower. I
0: promise you,
1: showers are held.
0: She's like, I don't think so. She's like, I'll help you. <laughs> um, but you know, enough about us and enough about Scout. Uh <laughs> Is it really enough about Scout? No, there's never enough about Scout. (laughs) Never enough. She's probably only staying out of trouble so she can listen to us talk about her. Um,
1: But you know what? There is a lot going on in the theater world. So let's get into some stagey news, starting with Broadway. (laughs) The musical side of Broadway has officially reopened. Everyone's favorite Baked from the Heart musical reopened on September 2nd, along with Hadestown. And this next piece of news, I'm so excited for you guys. I know you are. (laughs) Anna
0: Villafanier is set to return to Broadway as Roxy Hart in Chicago when performances begin again on September 4th. She was previously Gloria Stefan in On Your Feet on Broadway and just... She's so good, guys. Uh, If you can go see Chicago, go see it for me.
1: (laughs) Not only is Broadway back, but it is coming directly to Times Square via Curtain Up Festival. From September 17th to 19th, over 22 star-studded events will take place outdoors and free to the public. The events include concerts, panels, sing-alongs, and of course, appearances from the stars of your favorite Broadway shows. You can find more information at playbill.com slash curtainup. And here is a list of shows opening on Broadway this
0: month. We have Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, Chicken and Biscuits, Aladdin, Carolina Change, Come From Away, Freestyle Love Supreme, Hamilton, Lackawanna Blues,
1: Moulin Rouge, Six, and Wicked. The boss has officially left Broadway, ending his sold-out run. We wanted to bring this up because obviously we love
0: Bruce Springsteen. If you've listened to the podcast, we want a Bruce spot. Yes, please. But I feel like every time I go on Twitter, there's something about like, why is Bruce Springsteen on Broadway? Yeah, and I guess I wanted to bring it up in this podcast, um, in our updates episode, just to thank Bruce Springsteen, because Bruce Springsteen, by doing what he did, he doesn't need the money from a Broadway concert. Like he did that to help stimulate the economy to bring Broadway back. Um, and I think that that's really commendable. And we need to mm-hmm. remember that. Anyway, thank you, Bruce. We Thanks, Bruce. I think he's heading out on tour. So if you like Bruce Springsteen, I guess you can go see him on, tr- on tour now.
1: Yeah, you can check that out.
0: All righty. So this falls into our next category, which is like, it's not Broadway or it's not West End, but Jocelyn and Chrissy are excited about it. So <laughs> here we go. So first off, the Mystic Pizza musical made its world premiere at the Algonquit Playhouse in Maine on September 1st. It's going to run until October 2nd and stars Christina Alabado as Daisy, Jenny Anelli as Jojo and Kira Kennedy as Cat.
1: For our Toronto theater lovers, Mervish Productions announced its 2021-2022 season featuring shows such as Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Come From Away, Jesus Christ Superstar and the North American premiere and pre-Broadway tryout for Anne Juliet. I'm going to be so broke. So broke. <laughs> <laughs> The Old Globe's production of hair
0: will now extend until October 3rd rather than their original closing date of later this month. That is running in San Diego, California. So if you're in that neck of the woods, go enjoy some outdoor theater with music by Composer. We
1: love it. And now on to some film stuff coming out this month. On September 10th, Come From Away, filmed live on Broadway, will be available to stream on Apple TV. Everybody's Talking About Jamie, the film based
0: on the hit West End musical, is set to stream on Amazon Prime beginning September
1: 17th. The Tick Tick Boom film begins streaming on Netflix on September 19th. The Dear Evan Hansen film theaters on September 24th. And finally, the Tony Awards will be live streamed from the Winter Garden Theater on September 26th. Mm-hmm. That's a lot happening in September, guys. A lot. And we are not done. Moving on to something
0: from our UK side of the world. And you know this is something we were going to bring up because we are so excited about it. The UK tour of Bad Out of Hell the musical is finally hitting the highway like a battering ram and will begin performances on September 11th. Yay! This Saturday at the Manchester Opera House with its official press night on the floor. 4- uh, we have such a soft spot for this show, and of course the new cast, which a lot of them were involved. Oh my gosh, the sweetest. A lot of them ah. were involved with the show, and then it was shut down because COVID, and they never got to tour. So we are so happy that they are back, and they're going to get to do this on stage.
1: Just, ah. good luck, everybody. This cast is truly so kind and just the loveliest people. And we're so grateful that some have even reached out and told us they listen to the podcast and love it. So thank you. You know who you are. And we are rooting for you always. I know musical films tend to get a bad reputation, but I'm actually really looking forward to all of the musical films coming out. Yes. Even the Dear Evan Hansen film, because that musical gives me so much fall vibes. And it might be because of the references to the apple orchard. I don't know. I'm also a really big fan of Caitlin's work in film and television. So I'm excited to see what uh, Caitlin does with Zoe, who is maybe the only character I really love from that show. I don't know.
0: But I'm excited. It's funny because I was going to like totally agree with you and say that. I love a good movie musical, whether it's filmed live on the Broadway or if it's a pro shot, if it's like an actual movie musical. Same, but, same, same. Um, that, the only one on that list that doesn't appeal to me is the Dear Evan Hansen film. I just, I'm, that story just doesn't always sit right with me. Maybe it's because I haven't seen it live. Maybe. I learned more about it when I was like past the teenager stage, but that being said, I might watch it just because like Amy Adams is amazing in literally everything she, she does. Um I love her. But what I'm really excited for on that list is
1: uh Tick Tick Boom. Me too. I think that is the one That's the one I'm definitely most looking forward to on that list. Um Yeah, and who knew Andrew Garfield yeah. could sing? Right? Until, like, the trailer came out? I think the casting for that film is, like, perfect. And I believe, I could be totally wrong, but I think they actually filmed in Jonathan Larson's apartment, or at least in the building. Or there's outside shots of it or something like mm-hmm. that. But I know Lin-Manuel Miranda worked really hard to get that, I believe. Um, so, yeah. Didn't they use, I feel like they used the diner, right? The diner is the actual spot that they Well, use. I know the Moondance diner has been... I think it was moved many years ago. Well, not many, but like quite a few years ago, it was moved elsewhere outside the city. Uh, so I don't know. I think it might be possibly like, a yeah, set. like a set. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's the actual one, but I do know that it was moved a while back.
0: Yeah. I just asked because I did remember reading something about, oh yeah, this location is the real location, but I couldn't remember which... I. Th- think it's the apartment but I could be wrong okay yeah you know I'm just so excited for Tick Tick Boom to get like a big screen moment oh, yeah I mean Jonathan yeah. Larson has so much work that isn't really like super talked about it be- right super talked about because Rent was like this cultural phenomenon and then with how it timed it out with the end of his life Rent just kind of like ended up exploding and yeah as amazing as that is we love Rent uh he um, artist in so many ways that I feel like sometimes his work can get overlooked and I think Tick Tick Boom is just as strong if not stronger than Rent in different ways and I'm really excited I love the tunes in it it's such a great album Um, what's the one on iTunes I think it's definitely Amy Spanger as the girl in it Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, you can go listen. You could probably pull it up on YouTube. I think they also did a Kennedy, like, um, was it the Kennedy Center Honor? No, it was New York City Center. And Lin-Manuel Miranda was actually in it. So there's stuff on YouTube. And I'd really say, like, yeah, look into this musical before you see the movie. (laughs) Because what did she do?
1: She jumped on my lap. Scout! (laughs) Scout! Scared the shit out of me. Scared you? I'm the one who went through it. Uh, anyway, um, do you have a favorite song yeah. from that show? Hmm.
0: Dear senses. Yeah, but I me feel too. like that's like the obvious answer.
1: Yeah, I think
0: like my favorite favorite is Green Green Dress, and like okay. it's not like super deep or anything. It's just basically they made this green dress, and uh, the couple is singing a duet about how they're gonna take it off of the girl and <laughs> I don't know it's just funny and it's clever and chatty and not like overtly sexy but still super sexy like the baseline like bad idea from waitress
1: the baseline and all of the song well most of the songs from that is just brilliant
0: yeah but like I just I love that. I love that song specifically. Yeah. If I ever do a solo show, I'm bringing somebody to sing that with me because I just think it's so
1: fun. What is your favorite song in Tick Tick Boom? Yeah, I've got to say come to your senses. I think that is the obvious answer from many, but there's something so beautiful and pure. Is that the right word? It's just it's just beautiful. Oh, yeah, I totally hear that. It's yeah, you know, I think it really shows off Jonathan's um, ability as a lyricist.
0: Yeah, and I what I like about um, Jonathan Larson's work specifically in "Tick, Tick Boom." I mean, you listen to a song like "Come to Your Senses," and it could be like it could have been written with like the female character having and belting on an E flat or an F or anything. She doesn't go up that high, like she stays on a C and it still sounds mm-hmm. amazing and belty and emotional, but like, he wasn't about that here, do this super crazy vocal thing. He was like, no, this is enough, this, and it just, it really kind of makes the song stronger. Um, totally. Anyway, that's kind of what I love about
1: it. <laughs> also, like, the back of Andrew's head is exactly <laughs> Jonathan Larsen. I mean, I was shocked watching that trailer. I was like, "That's the back of Jonathan Larson's head," <laughs> right? Though. I, I mean, they I got do... that haircut perfectly. I was—it's brilliant. <laughs> I was more like, "Oh my god, Bravo. he can sing!" <laughs> oh my god, um, no! Just the, the the way he he walks. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, Jonathan Larson—that well, is perfect choice. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's always been really talented, but of course anybody when they cast somebody in a music a movie musical you're like um can they sing has anybody heard them sing
1: totally but then Um, with this it's also like jonathan larson wasn't the most incredible singer ever right yeah he was more of like a songwriter so like exactly so even then it's
0: like andrew garfield opened up his mouth and i was like oh my god totally um Totally, yeah. Oh, you know, I did want to bring this up in this episode because I mentioned on the Twitter about Mr. Bruce Springsteen, who, Mr. Springsteen. Uh, but another Twitter thing that I saw was actually about Mystic Pizza. And, you know, I've seen a couple tweets from a couple of different people about how they're like, we don't want a Mystic Pizza musical. And I'm like, I'm here to say, I do.
1: Um. <laughs> I actually saw that more about um, The Karate Kid. There's a Karate Which,
0: Kid musical?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember that because I got the press release for it. And I was like, oh, interesting. But then I I, I feel like that's been in the talks for a very long time now. Um, yeah. What, for me, when it comes
0: to movie musicals <clears throat> opening up, I get it. Like, not everyone wants to see a musical adaptation of a film. And I know a lot of people, including myself, we want to see more original work on Broadway. I agree. I am with that crowd 100%. But I also think about when, um, you know, we are coming back out of an 18-month hiatus of theater where probably the biggest hey. commercial... Chrissy, I swear to God. I'm so sorry, the cat. <laughs> I'm trying to make a really serious point here, and you keep screaming. Can you just pay attention? Where was I? Um. Anyway, we are coming back where the biggest commercial theater... Industry. Are you just letting her walk all over your table? I don't know what else to do. Okay. (laughs) Oh my god. She's going to have so many bad manners. She's going to be like, yeah, I can walk on tables, guys. It's totally cool. My point is that as much as we want new and original work, we have to understand where the industry is at and how things musicals based off of films are going to bring in a greater revenue just because they attract people from outside of, like, the theater community. And, you know, New York is also going to start reopening to tourists. So we have to kind of keep that in mind as well. Um, I guess it's a debate that we can go around about all day. But I also think that, you know, (laughs) in in the economy of, with where the economy of the theater industry is right now, and also just emotionally and psychologically where everyone is at as we come back, Don't be that asshole online being like, um, I don't want this musical or we don't need that or blah, 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 blah. It's like, I totally get that we're all going to have opinions. We're going to like shows. We're not going to like shows. We're all going to have shows that we prefer. You know, people are just starting to get work in this industry after 18 months and
1: they deserve
0: respect for that.
1: Anyway. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's also the point of like, people will always be like, I want a new show, right? And then when we get new shows, people are the first to be like, but not this, you know? And then we see shows come back, which I'm so grateful that Waitress is back and um, Beetlejuice is rumored to be returning. And obviously they didn't get a fair shot with closing early, but it was set to close. And you don't see anyone being like, oh, Waitress and Beetlejuice back? Why? Like they closed already. You know what I mean? And it's like, let's just support all the shows right now that are coming back to help reopen theater because we're so lucky to even have it back. Yeah. And you know, I'm
0: totally on the same page and I really feel like, although that being said, speaking of 80s town and Passover. Right now, the shows that are open on Broadway are, like, either written by women or directed by women yes! or both. And can I just say, I, I mean, I love it. This is amazing. I've always loved these shows because of the fact that, like, <laughs> Scout, Scout's like, yeah, yeah, all female creative team, go for it. Woohoo!
1: <laughs> a girl, baby. When we tweet about things, it's obviously because we are, um upset by it and I know I've seen so many people where masks are mandatory to wear in a theater still and thank god for that I know it's different in depending on where you are in the world right now in which city state whatever um but I see people being like well I'm not going or I'm not wearing the mask to see this show and it could be their favorite show right but they're like I'm not wearing the mask and I just don't understand that because wouldn't you I know for us living somewhere where theater is still not open and we still don't have productions running or fully running or big budget productions and whatnot, wouldn't you do anything you could to go see your favorite show right now? I would wear a mask for 10 hours if it meant I could go and sit and see my favorite show.
0: You know, I don't know if this makes me a bitch, but I'm going to say it anyway. I put it on Twitter here, but straight up like... I don't know if people who like to hate on things on the internet have realized that, like, instead of bitching and complaining about it on the internet, it's like, you don't have to go see that show. No one is dragging you to a theater and tying you to a seat and forcing you to see something you don't like. Um, We're talking about a very specific show in question here, but just in general, it's like, when people have these negative things to say, I'm like, well you don't, you don't have to go. Like, do they know they don't have to go?
1: Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly that. It's like, you're complaining, but you're not being forced to go. Or I know so many people are having issues with um, their tickets and such and getting it shuffled around and that's not fun, but I know it's not the job of like no one saw this coming you know what I mean and it's not anyone's fault that tickets are so messed up right now and if you're yelling on the phone to the 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 telecharge people like please don't they're not fully responsible for how it's going down right now and I, I mean we have so many friends who are in that business or they're ushers and such and it's like Don't yell at them. They're just getting back into this too. It's been a stressful almost two years for everybody. Let's just celebrate theater coming back. That's kind of what our podcast is all about and what it
0: comes from. Um, A positive voice in the theater community. And I know that we rant about a couple different things, Um, (laughs) but that's okay. Um, Everybody does, but you know, our goal is always to come from a place of positivity and kindness and inclusivity and all those wonderful things. So, you know, and I, I know that for our own blogs that we operate, that was, that's the similar mindset set. That's our mission statement. We want to connect with theater fans, positive stuff out into the airwaves. And I don't know about Chrissy, but actually, yeah, I do. We've talked about this before, but like, as someone like, who has such a positive mindset, it's so strange to see people just be so negative and be so negative where, like, other people can see it. Like, especially the people you're talking about. I'm like, this is something I'll probably get more in-depth on my blog page because I haven't had time to really, like, organize organize all my thoughts properly, but this is something I just kind of want to put out there. And I think it's, I think it's really important. We're t- people are going, oh, Broadway's back. So live theater is back. And you know, the words theater and Broadway have kind of become synonymous for each other. And I think we got to nip that in the bud, everybody, as we're going out to social media and talking about how exciting everything is. Broadway does not equal theater. Like theater does not equal Broadway in a million different ways in a million different places all around the world. And that's how beautiful it is. Um, So, you know, yes, Broadway gets maybe the most press coverage. It's the most well-known. It's the highest budget stuff. But theater exists everywhere. You know, as long as there's like some little kid putting on a little show for her stuffed animals, like theater is existing. So theater never really left during the pandemic. And there was so much that... You know, I think it's really important that we reflect on as a community, as, you know, these big theaters and live performances. We need to to reflect on and recognize the amount of incredible work that went into keeping theater alive during the pandemic, because it did. It thrived. There were so many opportunities for audience members, for creatives, for fundraising. You know, so much happened that I think we kind of forget about. Um, and anyway, I just wanted to say that I'm so grateful for anyone who worked their butt off to make art since March, 2020 and the people who are back making art now. And it's just, it's really special.
1: Um, and I really hope that digital art continues because I know we both participated in creating some digital art. Or digital productions this past year. And it was quite honestly the highlight of a really long time for me now that I think about it. And I just don't think that it should go away after this. After theaters reopen and stages are on again, I think we need to continue making art accessible for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't just
0: come from a place of being able to buy a ticket. I mean, you know, we're up here in Canada, and we've had the opportunity to see so many cool shows that we wouldn't have been able to if, say, we had to, I don't know, fly to New York.
1: Um, yeah.
0: For, I think, or even for England. England. Yeah, England. I think, you know, the- when we really realized that was when we saw Shame. It was a workshop of uh, speech yes. greeting of Shame, which is a new musical, hopefully headed to Broadway. It's so good. So good. Um, and... You know, that's something we never would have been able to go and experience, you know, if the world wasn't shut down completely. So it's like, okay, so why does why did it take the world shutting down for everyone to go, hmm, what if we made theater at home? And I get it, yeah, there's a financial piece and you take a hit when you make things accessible, you know, financially and on the internet and blah blah blah. But I think it's so important. And, you know, it doesn't just come from being accessible for audience members. It also kind of comes from making it accessible for people who are creating theater. Like, I saw so much new work. And I think that's so exciting because suddenly everybody had a platform that everybody was using. And it didn't matter who you were, you weren't. You were able to showcase your work and people were allowed to kind of come and check it out, right? I don't know. I think that that was also just a really amazing thing that happened.
1: Yeah, I totally
0: agree. This is the last thing I wanted to say. And Chrissy will edit it in wherever
1: it fits in the conversation. I'm waiting for the Lifetime uh, movie of Meghan and Harry escaping the royals or whatever. Leaving the (laughs) castle. I don't know the title, but... I'm hooked, and I told Jocelyn we gotta wrap it up. Is this part two? <laughs> this is part two. Yes. Oh, so God. the movie okay. I was watching the other day, where I was like, I'm hooked. She looks exactly like Meghan Markle. This is part two, and it's the premiere. Okay. You know, I'm th- I'm thrilled for you,
0: but I'll wrap this up. Um. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. A big part of August for me was that I actually got to go and see two live shows, uh, which is very exciting, and. Uh, I got to see Blindness, which is at Mervish, which was very, very neat. And I also got to go and see Into the Woods, theater company here. Uh, and they did it live in one of the lovely provincial parks here in Ontario. Anyway, it was just it was a really beautiful experience, you know, to be able and to sit with everybody at a musical and just in- enjoy theater. And, you know, if you've seen Into the Woods, you know that there's this beautiful song called No One Is Alone. Whew. Whew. After um, the year and a half we've had, that just hit with all theater magic and emotions and I guess the point of what I'm saying is that it's so exciting that live theater is back and all the different ways that it is starting to be back and you know if you feel safe and if you have the opportunity to go and experience something even if it is locally take that opportunity it was so healing um for my soul and very thrilled to have
1: you know, had that opportunity. So, oh, go see live theater. It's great. And with that, we want to wish you a very lovely September and get ready for next month because we're bringing back our Stagey Spook series. Ooh-hoo.
0: Yeah, Stagey Spook series. And also, guys, real soon, you're going to get an episode from us that we record in person. <gasps> we don't know what it is yet, but it's going to happen. Scout, you want to say the goodbyes with us? Stay safe. And stay stagey. And uh, we will see y'all next time. Bye.